As you hear this, we are one week away from the 2020 presidential election. Some polls have shifted towards Donald Trump. Biden is nowhere to be found. And Amy Coney Barrett is now known as Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes. You are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging with Apes. Go on over to our website. That's HangingWithApes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Kill Cartoon. You can follow him personally on Twitter and Instagram at RX Phonics. Follow us now. And, nice, and thank you guys nice, for engaging nice. with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for engaging with us. Thank you for our growth, the show growth, social media growth, the people that have been sharing. What a crazy ride. What an election year. Just awesome, awesome fans, awesome listeners, awesome support. Um, I never thought people would care about what I have to say so much in <laughs> right? my life. And I always liken that to the track from the Eminem show. America. Yep. And and on, on White America, he said, never in a million years uh, did I ever think so many people that that uh, feel like me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember the exact line. Uh, it's been a while since I listened to the track. But just this notion of coming from a place where, I mean, you know, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Or, or, or like the debate, uh, which Trump obliterated Biden, but we'll get into that. Um, someone was like, oh, I need to let them know how happy and ecstatic I am about how this debate went. And they were like answering, you know, they, they gave us their take. And I thought that was that was pretty cool because yeah. I think that's a mark of someone that's like listens closely and is like, oh, wow, look. This is this is dope. What do you guys think? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's um and it's refreshing. It is and it's 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 a nice thing like when people are concerned about something like many people are concerned about this election and they go to you and they want to know like what do you think? Like please yeah, yeah. tell me what do you think? Like your yeah. perspective because they know that you're into this stuff. You follow the info. You follow the data. We do a weekly show about this stuff. Because it's not just the election. There have been times where people have asked me, oh, well, what do you think about OnlyFans? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we touch these sort of socio... Uh, uh, these, well, yeah, these socioeconomic issues. Yeah. Issues that involve society. Culture. Uh, sociological issues. Culture. Like, all of this stuff. And so... When yeah. you've thought deep about certain things, you've read into certain things, you looked at certain trends, you sort of provide a perspective for people that they may not 
have like you know you know it's not ubiquitous it's like all right well these guys have a take that i don't get very often it's not easily accessible yeah so that's a very nice thing also it's just fucking fun it is (laughs) it's just so fun it is yeah yeah. just reading uh, i mean one thing i really enjoy is is i'm not gonna take uh anyone's answer on anything at face value i'll consider it i'll be like okay and then i'll read about it and i find like like for example uh anton and scalia he's held in high regard okay that's what you guys say let me read let me see why then as i read and i was like oh wow textualist like this guy really pays attention to that that's interesting uh someone that i might disagree with all right cool let me read on this let me let me see why i might disagree or maybe we could find some agreement somewhere um and I, I i find that to be very fun i find like when you guys send me an article someone else sends us an article someone says something on our facebook some you know like like people give their perspective and i i, I find that to be refreshing in the sense that it does challenge you to know what you're talking about which i find that like a very like I don't want to say amusing challenge, but like a, a challenge that I would definitely be willing to take on. Well, it's it, it it's 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 it is a little bit amusing in the sense that if you are of the belief that you should be a lifelong learner, which yeah. I would say we both are, then it is amusing because new information, dissecting information, delving into information is always a good thing. And then when you have a group of friends like we are blessed to have the group of friends that we have that really will get into certain topics like the other day we all went out to eat it was a good time and i mean man we were having great conversations <laughs> and funny conversations because when you're all operating on a certain level of of like you kind of know what's going on in society so yeah. you're also able and willing to joke about it a little bit and, <laughs> and stuff like that it's it, it's just it makes for a a good time and i'm just i i feel good about about where we're at with the show and everything like that so thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for engaging and do so i mean continue to do so yes um so right before we started the episode we were in the midst of pre-production and amy coney barrett morphed into justice amy coney barrett i mean the thunder hitter it was yeah. super saiyan she like broke through the She's like thor the state house and boom and and you know the first thing she did she eliminated all abortion so <laughs> 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 she's it's done already it's over oh with no more the streets are on fire as we speak <laughs> uh, uh, um yeah but she is now justice amy coney barrett uh, i'm sure there's a lot of uh leftists that are screaming probably screaming right now um incoherent no need to scream she's a textualist so i think you know if we just go by what the constitution allows i think we'll be fine so i don't think yeah you know you got to worry that much but it's good that you bring that up because a lot of people always add these uh conservative liberal judging thing and it's like okay i understand the person has their own set of beliefs but that should not matter if the text is there and you're reading the text as it is and i think that people forget that and they just look at it from the perspective of like oh well she's gonna have conservative conservative uh, leaning 
things. Yeah, and, and you're s- able you're yeah. able to compartmentalize. Yeah, look at Gorsuch. A couple months ago, voting voting a yes for I think it was like certain LGBTQ community. Uh, uh, I, I forgot what exactly the law was, but it was something that a conservative you wouldn't think of a conservative voting yes on that. Right? Didn't and, Anton Scalia have something similar where he was very much opposed to the idea of flag burning, but he understood how it could fall under the guise of First ex- Amendment yeah. expression? Yeah. Yeah, you you compartmentalize and 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 you understand that your role as a justice yeah. is very different from the views that you hold personally. And yes, yeah, sometimes your role as a justice may and 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 as you filter through that that role through the context of the Constitution, you might find your decision to align with your personal beliefs, but there are times where you might find that it doesn't align with your personal beliefs, and that's okay. Like, that's yeah. that's America, that's compromise, that's what it's about, and it's going to yeah. be all right. We'll be all right. And there should be no room for activism in the Supreme Court. You're here to do a job, not to be an activist. And I think, again, people need to be able to differentiate that like let's i'm here to see what i what my job is not what i feel that my job should be or what i feel that the constitution what was written what i feel it's not about what you feel it's what what are the rules what are the guidelines so right um so in the intro of the episode i mentioned that certain polls are swinging in favor of donald trump We know that a lot of this momentum stemmed from the last debate with Joe Biden. The momentum that we see now, which is Rasmussen, which in 2016 was amongst the more accurate polls, has Trump plus one nationally. Now, is that within the margin of error? Of course it is. It's it's definitely within the margin of error. But that's suggesting that Trump could win the popular vote according to Rasmussen. Yeah. We've had another poll today that shows Trump a 5-point swing towards Trump in since the last debate in Pennsylvania. What do you make of this? How do you how do you see this? What do you what do you get from it? I, how accurate do you think that is? I think uh obviously for a general election and the popular vote, I don't, I don't see Trump winning that. Who knows? Um, but I, I don't see that just because of the way the electoral map is. But I do see this. I do see the debate having an effect on on the way people are looking at things now because supposedly Joe Biden had a decent lead in in early voting in Pennsylvania and and to see Pennsylvania now swinging towards Trump I th- I mean come on Trump that was a move in that debate when he's like what about fracking what about fracking what are you are you against oil and he literally I can't believe he baited Biden into talking about like not being oil friendly in in, in that regard and, and said, when the oh. moderator attempted to more or less save Biden from himself, he doubled down on it. Yes, yeah, he did, and 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 then uh, <laughs> Trump knew he got him because he's like, oh really? And then he's just making the face. And he pointed he pointed it out. He's like Texas, Pennsylvania. Remember that? Yes, 
And uh, oh, that uh, you just don't say bad that moment. You real don't bad say moment. that. Yeah, and because we're we're not there yet. In fact, these fields are not even that competitive yet. And mm. and it was funny because on energy in the debate that the topic of energy and climate uh, change and everything like that, because obviously energy is yeah. is 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 involved with the climate change uh, issue. Trump sounded almost like an expert like he knew a lot about windmills he knew a lot about solar panels he had he had a lot of good information to yeah. say and he phrased it in a way that i've never really heard another politician phrase it and he really made joe biden look out of his depth on that issue he did very much so and that's because if you look at the green new deal which they say they're not for but yet their plan is basically using that as a skeleton and and biden's vice president the running mate is is all on all board for with that it. Shit. yeah and, and so okay no regard for economic stability from that plan just unrealistic okay because yeah Maybe someone that makes four fifty thousand a year could switch to a greener car, but we have to look at the middle class. We have to look at the lower class. You can't just force this stuff. I think last debate, it was it was pretty wild, but Trump made a very good point last debate. He said, you know, these deregulations we did for a lot of these companies that brought down car prices by a couple thousand. Yeah. That that me- means something. Might not mean something to the upper class. It definitely means something to the middle class. It definitely means something to the lower class. Jobs. You know, like yes, okay. You let technology take care of the progress. And that's basically what Trump's idea of what what's happening is. And and it's true. Like you don't force something. You let the market yeah, handle it. Because that's yeah. how you get truly stable and efficient positioning of where the future is heading you don't subsidize your way into it you don't force your way into it because let's not forget that obama tried to subsidize solar panels into the future and just now just now our solar panels starting to get like a little bit of traction because all of that has died down and it's like all right well now the ones that exist The technology, it really has to be efficient enough to compete or else it's going to die, which it should because yeah. that's what propels us forward yeah. is the efficiency, the the accuracy, the the, it, the the economic natural selection, if you will. Yeah. The Darwinism of it all. And then by that propelling forward, you create more competition and... What does competition do? It benefits the consumer. Yes. So, th- I mean, that's like economics 101, but it, it applies. It yeah. applies. Now, what's very interesting about the debate is the multiple topics th- that Trump just really outclassed Joe Biden on. And it was funny, the one about when they got into when they got into uh, xenophobia and illegal immigration and everything like that, the total lack of knowledge that the mainstream media displayed when Trump used the the phrase coyotes. Oh, he, my God. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what are you guys? So so oh. all, all of these people, all of these people that were talking about coyotes and like they were clowning trump because he said he said coyotes 
not knowing that coyotes is a terminology used for people that yeah. guide illegal immigrants past yeah. border security and into the country. Yeah. They thought that he was actually talking about like the animal coyotes coyote. And it was insane <laughs> to me, the sheer amount of people that were on Twitter, they call them the, the blue check mafia. Like all of those people that have like oh, confirmed yeah. Twitter accounts. And they were saying all this complete and utter nonsense Thinking that this day, oh, Trump needs to get mentally his his mental health checked. He's not right. Coyote, like, what is he thinking? And so, so many people started memeing them and clowning them. Yeah, which was good that the Hispanic community saw that these people talk about things they know in a way about. that they know nothing yeah. about. And and one of the more infamous ones that uh, I had uh, took a snapshot of, posted and and made a comment on was one from Jamil Hill that oh, who we've yeah. covered her before. She's a racist. She's a bigot. She got fired from ESPN. She talks about a lot of stuff that she knows nothing about. And in that particular segment of the debate, when Trump said that, she's like, she comments on Twitter, coyotes, dog, like, like really, like, are you really like, like, what's up with this guy? And so I commented in a caption, I was like, this image should serve as a reminder that many people that are vocal about political and cultural issues are not informed about those issues. They virtue signal, pander, and act like they care, but in the end, they invalidate their own opinions and shouldn't be taken seriously. I got a lot of positive feedback from that. Yeah. I think there is, there, there has been for some time, and I think due to guys like Shapiro and Steven Crowder and Tim Pool. And I'll even, you know, throw us in there a little bit, a yeah. little bit of oh, yeah. a, a, of a, of a, of a shameless plug hanging with apes every Tuesday. <laughs> um, I think there's been this shift in exposing people that talk about things that they really know nothing about. And that was perfect because a lot of the Hispanic community they're very aware of that terminology coyote. And so for them that that finally are maybe for the first time are getting this glimpse of like, man, these people really do say a lot of shit that they have no idea about. Because to me, this is like, you know, second knowledge. You know, I, I yeah. know this, but yet they're so adamant about, you know, being anti-Trump and that Trump ain't well and he doesn't know what he's talking about and he's a moron and all of this, but yeah. really they show themselves to be the morons. We must never forget like why we follow some of the people that we follow, why we watch some of the people we watch. It's simply for the entertainment factor. This is not an admission to the, these guys are the end-all, be-all of knowledge. Like, no. okay, LeBron, you're great at basketball. I mean, politics, get your weight up. Um, okay, Jamil, I can't say Jamil Hill was great at uh, her job because the episodes that I did watch, she was kind of garbage. But, you know, whoever watches her, that's fine. But obviously you're out of your depth when it comes to politics. Sit down, read a fucking book. And and I think what what happened with Hillary is what's happening now, it, which is, oh, you get all these celebrity endorsements. No one gives a fuck what Jay-Z has to say. No one gives a fuck what Beyonce has to say. No one gives a fuck what anybody has to say. They'll either take the endorsement or not. They're going to vote for what their pocketbooks suggest. And you see that. Like, you saw that with 50 Cent. You saw that with what well, today it was a little pump. Yeah. Like, I, I also think that I, I would I would assume that 50 Cent knows a little bit more about politics. But but uh, 
little pump, not not a guy that knows everything, but maybe he understands one thing. I want more money in my pockets. Yeah. And that I mean, in a way, if even you break if, it down to its most simple, basic level, it's something anybody can understand. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And like, I mean, if you listen to his music, if you've seen how he operates, you wouldn't think much of anything that he has to say. But even someone who you might consider like, oh, this guy's kind of a simpleton. Even someone like that understands basic math mm-hmm. and basic numbers. I don't want to pay sixty-two percent. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean. At the core, it kind of goes with what people who vote. I mean, what are you going to vote for? I want a job. I want to live. I, I want, want a money. job. I want money. I want to live. I want my business to be able to be open. Not only do I want it to be able to be open, I want it to flourish. Yeah. I mean, what what can what can you really say? That's why I feel like moments like this with Lil Pump, 50 Cent, Ice Cube, even if it's not an endorsement, because I think 50 Cent said, I'll oh, fuck Donald Trump now. What it's... You did the damage already, and the damage as the the damage is culturally there's a glitch in the matrix. Culturally, you're seeing people that aren't supposed to say anything, rappers that aren't supposed to work with the president, you know, and they're saying positive things about the the fiscal situation, yeah. like and 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 Joe Biden's tax plan. So whether or not they're the smartest or the brightest or whatever, it's still it's showing that that like Trump throughout these four years basically ripped through the matrix in, in, in essence because now you're starting to see cultural shifts you're seeing kanye say i don't like joe biden you're seeing all these things that are happening that should never and would never happen yeah according to like the stronghold the left has mm-hmm. in hollywood and and in you know mainstream media and yet you see the little cre- like you know crevices just kind of cracking and and yeah. showing so so it's if i was joe biden i'd be scared and if i was his campaign i'd be like i don't like this yeah, Lil Pump should be voting for me, and show so should his 17 million followers on IG or whatever the fuck he has. Yeah, it's like it, it, it's almost like um, Pro, Prometheus has given fire to the people. It's yeah. like fire is no longer be, belongs only to the gods. Prometheus yeah. has given it to the people, and what I mean by Prometheus is this idea that information is able to spread in a way that it wasn't able to spread before and i was having a conversation with my mom about this earlier and my mom was was saying something that it was like an anecdotal observation on her part but it actually tracks with what the data says my mom says i wouldn't be surprised if trust in the media from people is at an all-time low and I was like, well, actually, there's a lot of data out there to say that. Yeah. And the thing, what's, what's interesting about my mom is like my mom came up in, in, in a time where there were a lot of different cultural shifts going on. Yeah. You had the MLK assassination, the, the, the JFK assassination, a lot of cultural shifts that my mom has seen in her life, things that involve certain wars, uh, 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 all all these different things that were that were relevant to American culture and American politics, and mostly all occurring at times where smartphones weren't readily ex- uh, available, they weren't accessible, they weren't even out yet. Yeah, and people shared and exchanged information based off of what the media told them. Yes, it was trusted. 
but now it's very different. So this exchange of information, yes, some people still do care about what 60 Minutes has to say. Some people still do care about what CNN has to say, but we're seeing more people care about what Tucker Carlson has to say. Now, even though Tucker Carlson is still on a mainstream media network, what Tucker Carlson perpetuates is not mainstream media no. stuff. In fact, well, not tonight as we record this episode, but tonight as you are hearing this episode, Bobolinsky, the the, the ex-associate of Hunter Biden, no. the whole Tucker Carlson hour is going to be dedicated to Bobolinsky. Recordings, I think yeah. interview, yeah. all of that stuff. And then even the way that, that Tucker Carlson narrates whatever's going on it's it, it's very just logical it's very logical and it doesn't come off as overly biased to the right it's but it is about like he'll say i don't know why the mainstream media isn't talking about this but i think it's worth the american yeah. people knowing what's going on so you have him but then you have guys like tim pool that are, are getting you know have over a million subscribers uh uh the blaze you know glenn beck stuff Steven Crowder stuff, Ben Shapiro, over a million subscribers. It's like all of this stuff going on. Us, I mean, we're in the thousands, oh, but yeah. but thank you guys. Thank you. But but yeah. but my point is, my point is that this information can be shared. Some of the guys that I follow on Twitter that like break down certain polls that like these main polls like don't talk about and the way they like delve into stuff, like God bless these people. But that's what I'm saying. Like all of us. Prometheus has given us the fire and yeah. like now people have the capability to share information and it goes back to what we started the episode with is that's why certain people's perspectives are different and more valued than others because you're getting your information it, it, it's no longer these these basic sources of information these these trite and watered down yeah. not not caring sources of information you got to remember that the media for so long like the mainstream media and some of these mainstream media pundits they live in their metropolitan condos they they have their nice cush jobs how many of them are really hitting the streets does don lemon really know what's going on in the streets does anderson cooper really know what's going on in the streets how many of them really know and i'm not saying that they got to be in the streets but are they in communication are they in co correspondence with any anybody that's really down on the ground floor they're not they're yeah. not neither is biden that's why that's why he's not campaigning the way that trump is hitting these blue collar places these places that that need the economy to be open to survive in order for their businesses to thrive like all of that matters Let, oh thank you for saying that i didn't even think of this so COVID obviously must be super smart as well we should have we should have had a segment this whole time corona has been a thing uh where, where, where we talk about how smart corona is like for example with uh <laughs> lori lightfoot bars can only be op open until 10 so what, like COVID's like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't be fucking with y'all until after 10. And then all oh, woods well, closed. You can't get us COVID. Like, yeah. it makes no sense. You're really hurting the business because you're you're saying till 10. Well, what if this business thrives on from 10 to 3? And if, if you notice, like, there's certain parts in the city where people, that's where they go at night yeah. to live it up, party, have a couple of drinks, go with friends. Well, you're no, really but see, the, the, thing, the thing that you didn't know is that, COVID takes a shower about nine o'clock 
And like, you know, he puts his gold chain on and his fucking oh, fresh ass cologne and he hits the streets at 10. Wow. So, yeah, you didn't know that? No, the I didn't CDC know that. put that out the <laughs> other day. They're like, yeah, COVID hits the streets. Like, he'll put on his fresh ass mics Damn. and hit the streets at about 10. So that's when you got to fucking check because you don't want dude pulling up where you're at. Yeah. Well, in that case, then touche to Lori Lightfoot. She's obviously ahead of her time. Yeah. No, because uh, I think she used to like fucks with COVID back in the day. <laughs> so like, I think they <laughs> we should have just kept going seriously. <laughs> See how many people were confused. Like what? COVID, no. COVID wears mics? Yeah, he does. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like what? What are you doing? What are you doing? But supposedly, when the when the, <laughs> the when the PS5 comes out and the Xbox, he's gonna it's gonna die down because he, he likes People, video games, so he's gonna stay in. He's gonna wow, stay so in the COVID's house. Wow, so a capitalist. It's kind of crazy. He's a gamer too. Yeah, right? a gamer. <laughs> he's like, you know what? Like, I fucks with this free enterprise type shit, so I'll let I'll let you guys get your PS5, and I got a game too. So, <laughs> yeah. Maybe COVID isn't as bad. <laughs> but, you know, another thing, and this is more uh, on, like, on the statistical part, part. I don't know if you retweeted it or if it was Vince, but I thought this was very interesting. And this is the type of stuff that you'll never hear on the news. It's more so like Twitter, more so like independent uh, people, independent pundits. Um, 13 Trump rallies, over 167,000, 25% new voters, 30% not even Republicans. That is some to make Joe Biden shaking his boots. Like, what is what is happening here? And, of course, if you look at states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, you made a very good point. Minnesota, is it at play? Is Minnesota yeah. at play? And then I have noticed that Trump has mentioned Minnesota. It's been in his mouth mm-hmm. a lot lately. What is this saying? Why is Biden in Nevada 29, you know, at the time it was like 29, 25 days in? Yeah. What, what, what's going on here? What, this is a little scary. So it, it, it's a lot of the stuff and a lot of the numbers. I, I love the internet because the internet breaks stuff down. There's independent people breaking stuff down, really looking into it. And I find it to be badass, first of all. And then second of all, I find it to be revelatory in the sense that like whatever happens after this election is going to tell us one thing. And that thing is, is media bullshitting us. Now, I mean, you could say that about the Hillary Trump, but that was a lot a lot of it was the polls and people just didn't like him. Now, I feel like this is a lot more coordinated. Yeah, way more coordinated. Way more like oh yeah, he has no chance. Oh, he has no chance. Oh. And if it just so happens that he wins, Je- Jesse Watt and I talked about this uh, in in one of our previous episodes. I don't I don't know which one exactly, but it was some weeks ago. Jesse Waters from the Five on Fox he predicted something along these lines would happen. He said he was like, "Yeah, what what, you're, what we're gonna see happen is you know the polls are gonna favor Biden, and then right before the election, they're gonna it's they're all gonna fall within." the margin of error, they're going to get a lot more realistic so they can maintain some sort of credibility like at election. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you got to think a lot of the people that run these polls and everything like that, a lot of them want Biden to win. I'm yeah. sure that a lot of them are pro-Biden. But also, I think a lot of them don't account for the fact that there is such a thing as a silent Trump voter. There are certain places where people work 
where they don't feel comfortable expressing their views and beliefs. In fact, I know people that are that in in my personal life that they don't really feel emboldened talking about where they stand in this election until they hear me start talking about it and yeah. then they feel like okay okay like there's like they have yeah. somebody that that more or less is willing to like be the target first and yeah. then you feel okay so you know talking about it so you don't you don't really know how many of these people are out there it's hard to account for that and plus there's a lot of other data out there that shows that these polls just really may not be all that reliable they they have some polls where up to 66% of what the original sample size of the poll was going to be didn't even participate. So that means essentially like more than half of what original what you originally expected to participate yeah. in this poll didn't even participate. So you have no idea where they stand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and are you're not you're not factoring in what could be or 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 other variables or other factors. So you have that. Like that's that's one thing that you have going. Another thing that you have going in regards to this big magic trick that they might be trying to pull on people is what the point that I was making a little bit earlier about a lot of these mainstream personalities not really knowing what's going on in the real world. You got to understand the lifestyle that these people live. Yeah. You got to understand where these people come from. You got to understand the fact that a lot of these people channels of their career growth and how they got to where they got never consisted of running a business or working a nine to five or having a blue collar job or 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 really needing to invest to better your future because yeah. like it was pretty much already paved out there there's a lot of these people that exist and i'm not knocking them like i'm not here like you'll never hear me be one to talk about oh white privilege or this and that like i'd like to each his own, more power to you, but it does take you out of your depth when it comes time to talk about what the real world is experiencing yeah. and how the real world perceives things. It changes like it, 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 and it makes it makes all the difference in the world. So that's the other thing. These people, a lot of them may really think like what they're saying they may really believe that yeah. but but who are they talking to they're around the water cooler with people that are just like them yeah who these people are how many of them are running a bakery or running a restaurant running a bar a tavern a lounge are need their 401k to keep growing in order to have a decent retirement like you're not talking to people like that no. you don't and and you don't have to. You're a coastal elite. You're in New York. You're in Manhattan. You're in L.A., L.A. County, in Hollywood. Like, you don't have to talk to these people. Yeah. Your job, you'd be better at your job if you did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, yeah. But 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 it's not required. Yeah. And, and it's like, that's where I see the disconnect in the messaging, I think, uh, that, that, like, Biden and Kamala don't see. You know, it's not popular. What, overall all over the country what what you're perpetuating here and the last debate between trump and biden that was basically overall the blanket statement that you can make about that is trump knows what people care about biden doesn't understand that and then when it comes to covid obviously biden's gonna take the approach oh it's your fault I think Trump did very well 
with he it was very Mike Pence like the way he 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 took that and then he also even kind of said like it's it's not my fault that it got here is it and honestly it wouldn't be your fault if you were president um we can't be scared and we can't lock stuff down people need to work people need to make money people need to be active and i think that's the message that you have to go with like you can't what are you going to stop everything it's here now it's 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 here about the only time that i saw that it was kind of and i wouldn't say that it was for joe biden or for trump was when they were talking about corruption it was just kind of redundant and it got boring to me that mm-hmm. part when they were just bickering back and forth but even that trump did something in that segment that i felt was very Trump-esque and also something that people understand. He's like, Joe Biden's like, they're talking about China and then Joe Biden's like, well, you know, it's not about you, your family or my family. It's about you. And he starts looking at the cameras. It's about you, the American people in the kitchen table. You, if you're in the middle class, you'll be hurt badly and it's not good and that's why you have to vote for me. And then Trump, he pounced on that immediately because yeah. because the, the 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 moderator was actually going to move forward. He said, "No, no, wait, hold on, hold on. Can I make this point?" She said, "You have ten seconds." He's like, "This is that's just a typical political statement." He's like, "Oh, let's get off this China topic and let's say, oh, family, oh, kitchen table." Mm-hmm. He said, like, "This is why I got voted in. It's because of people like you, your typical politician." And I thought that was kind of like the the edge that Trump had on that segment mm-hmm. as it was pretty redundant and really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things i mean for for some of the other stuff that people are voting for i don't think people care as much just scandals you know what i mean but yeah i, I thought i thought trump did very well so very poised i think that he should have came out like that i think it being the last debate you don't want to I, I i think the first debate the trump base would be content with that, but overall, like let's say independence, I don't think indep- independence would still be on the fence because like, ah, I don't like it's too much sauce. Yeah, this one was more laid back, more you talk, I talk, then we'll debate. And I think that that boded well because at that point it made it very much like the Mike Pence Kamala. Yeah, one one thing I would say I was definitely wrong about was the format of the debate with being able to mute the mics it really didn't like make a difference no it it, w- it was actually pretty good i was i was like oh okay like i i guess i was i was wrong about this but trump did more or less clear up the performance from the first debate because he even complimented the moderator he's like you're doing such a great job at this yeah and I think there's a segment of people that understand why Trump performed the way he did in the first debate in terms of yeah. interrupting. Is like, well, dude ain't gonna, dude ain't gonna check this guy. He's not gonna, yeah. he he he's 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 not gonna let me fact check him. So now I gotta get greasy. So yeah. I, I think this last performance showed that Trump acted like that because he had to, or he yes. felt like he had to. So that was big. And then. Jesus, how demoralized the mainstream media looked. They were so stone-faced after the debate. Like, oh, God, like, this is this is bad for us. Yeah. This is bad because really... What would you say was the for, worst part? For as high a bar as Trump had to clear, because it was a pretty high bar that he had to clear that night. And because yeah. I even remember saying, I was like, honestly, if there's not going to be a second debate... I don't even know if I feel good about a third debate because essentially 
You don't have no room to mess up in a third debate, like or a final debate rather, because the final debate was the second debate, because there was no technically that the second debate didn't uh, exist. Shout out to Steve Scully. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but but uh, but the final debate, you had to perform so perfect, so immaculate, such a, a high bar to clear. You kind of had to clear up a little bit of the. The residue that was left over from your first debate, make the policy clear, be poised, be presidential at the same time. Get, I mean, he had to be Kobe when Kobe, what happened with 81 points? Yeah. He had to be that. Yeah. He had to be that. And he did it. Yeah. And he did it. Like, to me, that feat was so, was so hard that I was like. I was like, man, I don't even know if it's worth even trying. Like, maybe just let Biden kind of continue to get himself into a hole on his own. Yeah. But no, he did it. He did great. In fact, while I think from a technical aspect, Mike Pence performed better than Trump, the amount of pressure that was on Trump in this debate, yeah, I think overall was better. Yeah, and also juggling the persona because I think that he, Trump was still Trump with the poise of Mike Pence. And so you had poise, but you were still you. You were still little, t tiny, now I wouldn't say off the hinges, but you know, you're Trump. You, yeah. You're, you're going to kind of suck up the energy in the room. He still he still had his Trump moments. Yeah. He didn't have to compromise his Trumpness yeah. for being presidential. He balanced it perfect. And I think that's what fucked up the mainstream media. They're like, oh my God. Like and he did something that the Pence, performance that he had yeah. to do. I mean, this dude was was Brady versus the the, <laughs> the Falcons. You know what I'm saying? When they came back from 28 points down, yeah, that type of shit. That was that was bad. And, and it's funny because like Kamala was so dumb that she kind of like was giving Pence alley oops. Whereas with Biden, and, no, yeah, with Biden, Trump created them. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, so Biden was like. Biden did a better defensive job, but Trump did a good enough offensive job to to like pull him in. Yeah, and then all right, here, here, take the bait, and he took it. And I was like, man, that's that's skill, and that's skill that I didn't think he had. Like, no, me neither, me neither. <laughs> like, that's shit. what I'm saying. He had such a high bar to clear. Yeah, and he cleared it. And I mean, it seems like the polls are are responding in in accordance. I mean, we still have a week to go, but. Sweet mother of the Messiah. Yeah. And, and he doesn't look like he plans on stopping anytime soon. Today, he had three rallies in Pennsylvania. Yeah. He's on the go. The the shift towards Trump yeah. from Pennsylvania, it's like this is the perfect time to be capitalizing off of that if you see this five-point shift towards you since the last debate. So what will these rallies uh, yield? You know what I'm saying? In, in terms yeah. of that. Another metric um, that I saw today is pretty interesting. Some data to come out of Wisconsin that out of the requested mail-in ballots, more GOP mail-in ballots have yeah. been returned. Wow. Then what we, you mentioned and I've been talking about for a while is it seems like Minnesota is in play. Trump was in New Hampshire the other day. So that signifies that that might be in play. Yeah. Like... This is 
this is interesting. Like, you're not going to go to these places. Like, honestly, I don't even know why a campaign, his campaign, would be using energy and resources on internal polls. Because I don't think really there's any, like, outsourced polls that are even covering, like, that part of the nation. Like, that, uh... Like, New Hampshire? The, 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 the eastern coast right yeah, there. Yeah. Like, I don't even... I don't... I haven't seen any substantial data out of these areas, but maybe his internals are doing it. And what is what are his internals seeing that made him feel like, oh, man, fuck it. Like, let me go over here yeah. and, like, see what's to them. Just like what were Biden's internals telling him that, like, damn, maybe I should make an appearance over here in Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be a lot of things. We talked about it on that episode where we first brought it up. I mean, their economy banks off of things being open so yeah he's trump's definitely not the one touting closures biden is the one touting closures so there's there's all of this stuff and, and another thing that i seen today on twitter that um this guy cigar and jetty from the hill posted pretty interesting he said trump had the majority of trump's money that he's raised comes from zip codes with the medium incomes of a hundred thousand or less so wow. which that correlates with what I pointed out before that I read and saw an NPR of that money tracker that they have. Yeah. So if if Trump's household incomes are from zip codes of 100,000 or less, that's like that we're talking about the average everyday person. Yeah. And, and you know anecdotally, me driving to the episode, I had to call you cuz I was in shock a little bit. I'm driving to do the episode and I see a truck with a Trump Pence flag just driving around. I'm like, okay, well, that's awfully odd. <laughs> like, it's Chicago. Then I start seeing signs. Trump Pence, Trump Pence. I didn't see any Joe Biden signs. For it being Chicago, I just felt it was... Oh, and then I saw another one. It was a garage, had the Trump Pence flag. Then the Q for QAnon. And I was like, what the fuck? That's weird because that's some online shit that I yeah. see. I've never seen that in person. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like it was a big-ass queue with the American flag on it. I was like, is, is this a dream? <laughs> so, I mean, and, and I'm not – and, of course, I'm not saying that Illinois is going to turn red. I, I, I highly doubt that. But, I mean, if it does turn red, I stand corrected and – well, 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 let's let's consider one thing. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think it will either. Yeah. But let it let it let us consider something historically speaking. If the Trump campaign feels like Minnesota might be flippable right now as we currently stand, because remember, Hillary only won Minnesota by forty four thousand six hundred votes. So maybe there's something that they see in the midst that makes them think that Minnesota is flippable. The last time that Minnesota went to a Republican was to Richard Nixon. But since then, Illinois has gone to Republicans. So that what 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 I what I'm trying to put on display is that modern history shows that Illinois will go red before Minnesota goes red. That so if they so wild. so if they think Minnesota is flippable, if that metric stands, yeah, then who knows where Illinois really is? Because modern history has shown that Illinois will go red before Minnesota goes red. Because 
mind you, Nixon, the last time was the last time Minnesota was was red. And that was it. That was uh, that was his his second term, along with Minnesota being red for Nixon. Illinois was also red. After that, Minnesota hasn't gone back red all the way up until now. But with Reagan, which was after Nixon, Minnesota didn't go red, but Illinois was red. So that's what I'm saying. Like, wow, wow. It, I didn't, e- that, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that could signify that Illinois will go red before Minnesota goes red. So if yeah. if Minnesota is flippable, like what is what is Illinois? Yeah, like that. That's pretty wild. And it's funny because I, I really, you know, just just off of history, me living here, it's so shocking to me if if this was to turn red. But what's also shocking though is the electricity that you feel the the vibe the ambiance as you drive is you don't see the excitement here for joe biden as no, you do for trump and, and just yeah. like or like you saw for hillary and obama yeah and, and to me like that's where i find it very awkward because i want i want and i'm not the type of person that's going to be like oh trump's going to easily win but from what my eyes can see i see trump winning from what the polls and from what the news is saying is what then gives me the doubt that, that which is what's very weird because I'm, I'm not the type of person that just takes things at surface you know at face value i'm gonna look into it but as i'm looking into it i'm like this is not what the polls are saying so just for a little context hillary won illinois by about a million votes good lord yeah so i mean that it doesn't necessarily track with like what i was just saying but you you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. But with, back to what you were saying, yeah, I do agree with you. I do see that. But and so it makes you wonder. It's like, oh damn! Like it, it kind of puts you in this weird like haze almost. This is like, okay, well I see this, but they're saying this. But if you correlate that with the last four years of what the media has been on. It's been like that the whole time. They are literally saying one thing and another thing is happening. And you and I have front row ticket seats to such an event when all the looting and the rioting was popping off in Chicago. You and I were there and what we were seeing was vastly different than the narrative that the media was spinning. Exactly. So that's like that in and of itself lends the suggestion that like yeah they they could be wrong or they could be just intentionally spreading misinformation yeah yeah and it's like well doubt everything at this point because i can't i can't trust what i'm what you're telling me with when what i'm seeing is different and also like let's let's take into account the 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 measurable and tangible metrics so Trump's rallies booming, like booming, booming. Biden's rallies. Metro booming. <laughs> Biden's rallies, not so much. Even if Biden wants to say like the, their campaign excuses, oh, well, we don't want to be super spreader events. At this point, you would want something to show a level of enthusiasm because I remember they were even trying to do it at one point. Like when Trump was getting all of this enthusiasm, they like did a few little events where like they tried to show that more people were showing up the Biden campaign, yeah. but it was very short lived. Not only that, if attendance doesn't mean anything to you, 
how come the media and, and social media, the blue check mafia and, and people in Biden's campaign were so quick to be so demeaning about Trump's rally in what was it in Oklahoma? The, remember the the Tulsa one, the very first one, yeah. where it was like, oh, only six thousand people showed up, only twelve thousand people. Like it, even the numbers weren't like a hundred percent accurate. But it's like only they, four thousand five hundred more than Biden has ever gotten. Right, and that's what I was saying even back then. Yeah. I was like, that's still like way more than what Biden, a, a way bigger crowd than what Biden would draw. But mm-hmm. more than that. Is like well, like what? What's the future gonna hold? And it obviously yielded good results for Donald Trump because his rallies have been way bigger that than that since then. But my point is, is they were quick to jump on that and use that as like, oh, Trump is finished. His fucking pizzazz is gone. He doesn't like people don't care anymore. Yeah. Well, that doesn't necessarily hold true. But that is one tangible metric that we can see and be like, oh, okay, well, this is interesting. Another thing that I think is very interesting that the mainstream media has totally ignored is the fact that in Brooklyn, all these Jewish people that have gotten together and that are having their own Trump parades, that that doesn't have anything to do with the RNC or the Trump campaign, but yet these people are organizing these things. In Beverly Hills, the same thing. I saw that one. These are coastal places that are, are... Democrat strongholds that these things are taking place in. So what does that mean for middle America? What does that mean? What is really going on in the middle? Yeah, because culturally, it's a trickle-down effect. So Big time. If, if in Illinois, I'm seeing what I'm seeing, if in New York, we're seeing what we saw on Twitter, and, and that was crazy, and then the video on Beverly Hills, that was not like five people. That was like thousands of people with flags and shit. Trump 2020 and all that. It's like these are the these are the the places that are quote unquote hip, mm-hmm. right? And this is what you're seeing. And if you're trickling that down to places that would normally already go red or teeter tottering, what does that say? What does that spell for Joe Biden? And it's like, well, that's scary. I don't want to, you know, if I'm them, I don't want to see shit like that going on in Beverly Hills because that, that means something. Yeah. And it's and all all that something that it means. It's not positive for you it would obviously be for for trump because like, you don't see that in cali you don't see that in illinois like my drive shouldn't i've been part of a lot of elections <laughs> you know we and you know you know us we've always been busy people like yeah i mean 2014 we were doing all types of comedy videos even before that 2012 so so we're always up and down the city this is not like us we're not like joe biden we're yeah. not like in a basement <laughs> We're, we're always constantly on the move. Uh, like, the mileage runs on our cars. Yeah. So, I'm telling you that I haven't seen this type of excitement for a Republican candidate in person in Illinois. And you're seeing that. And it's 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 just interesting. Like, I can't wait till November. I wish I could just go to sleep, slumber, and then wake up on November 3rd just so I could be watching the polls and <laughs> just seeing where, where everything is going. Now, if you were... If you were Joe Biden's campaign, how would you feel as far as Pennsylvania and that that polling number? Like, do you think, would you be... Oh, I mean, I'd be devastated. (laughs) Yeah, how could you, how could you not? Like, would you like, would you link that to when he talked about fracking, though? Do you think that that was kind of the... 
the nail in the coffin for that? That and and a mixture of things. Like I mean, but then too, you got to understand that I'm speaking from the perspective of being in touch and in tune with what's going on. See, a lot of these people, they're they're not that. Yeah. And like, and and I'll give you, I'll give you an example. One of the things that I learned in real estate about like when you're picking a tenant and and how to rent and and certain things to look for and i'm not saying i necessarily apply these things but this is just it was it was a format of thinking was you you go you go with the times and one of the things is that if there's a woman if there's a woman what type of woman is it? And so what I mean is like physique wise, is, is she good looking? Is she fat? Is she ugly? All of that. And the reason why I was told this is because with that will come a set of circumstances that could yield good for you and your business and your building or could yield bad. So there was a time where pretty women would yield a lot of drama because guys, you know, f- guys fighting over her, this and that, and everything like that. And bigger, like fatter women would yield, well, it was kind of hard to get a guy, so they were more willing to work because they're not going to really get by in life through their looks, yeah. this and that. Now, why is that relevant? Why is that relevant? It's relevant because because some people might be like, oh, well, that's the meaning, whatever the case, or what does that have to do with anything? So there's there's a segment of people that would get into real estate and do such a business and they would go strictly off of the textbook. Well, you buy like this, you do things like this, and then this is what you should make at the end of the month and everything like that. And that textbook is maybe a good template, but it's not going to account for certain things that being on the ground level will account for. You're, yeah. you're not going to get like... That it's not going to give you all the information that you're going to get if you're on the ground level and you know how things work between men and women and relationships no. and how those issues can cause somebody to be late on the rent and everything like that. Yeah. So if Biden's campaign is of the notion and of the school of thought from from classrooms and the intelligentsia where everything is well, the the data says this and. Uh, 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 you know, people don't like Trump and the coronavirus numbers and what is CNN saying and what is NPR saying and what is 60 Minutes saying and all of this stuff. Like everything that they get is one very regurgitated information. So none of this information is really being sought out by themselves. Yeah. On top of that, like this regurgitated information is so old and trite and it hasn't been updated. Yeah. They might be going after that, but see, if a Biden campaign, they think that these people are sophisticated and hip and up to date because they come from a classroom, because they value, oh, college degrees and everything like that. So his campaign may not be seeing what we're seeing because their perspective on life is so different. I remember telling you this some time ago. And I think it's holding true. Today, the Trump campaign put out a statement of how suburban women are flocking to them in their internal polls. Like, just they're just flocking to them. Yeah. And I remember talking about how I believe the treatment that Amy Coney Barrett is enduring from the Democratic Party 
is going to have a very adverse effect on the approval of the Democratic Party from suburban women because what what you all are not realizing is there's a lot of suburban women that are putting themselves in this lady's shoes because this lady is a hard worker she's a family woman she's a good woman like you know suburban women have that thing about keeping up appearances and everything like that and even with all of that you are grilling her to the bone how the fuck do you think you just made all these suburban women feel about like what you think about them? Yeah. You've essentially told them like you ain't shit. Oh, if you use the terminology sexual preference, you're you're outdated and offensive and all of this stuff. So that kind of correlates with what we're seeing now in the data from the Trump campaign that they're getting more and more support from suburban women. So my point is, is that. A college classroom will never account for that. Like that metric right there that I just established, it'll never see that. It's a culture. It's the culture that's missing in the numbers. Exactly. It's the culture. It's the feel. It's that thing. Like when you get a quarterback, when you get a quarterback that's, he's like, man, he has an arm. He's accurate. He's tall. All of that stuff. But he's missing that like intangible factor. There's like that that, that Brady-ness, if you will. Like that Tom Brady-ness is like, damn. This what? dude, he doesn't have the strongest arm. He's not the most accurate. How the fuck is he the best? He's because a killer. It, he, he, he has that thing that you can only see and experience when you, oh, when wow, you encounter it. When you encounter it, exactly. Yeah. And so, yes, if it was us in the Biden campaign, yes, 100%, I think we would be like, oh, this is real bad. But maybe the rest of the campaign doesn't because if you don't think that way. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you 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 you're not you're not gonna know it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's 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 so crazy. So crazy. Yeah, we'll see what what happens. But it, it things are getting hotter and hotter. So um we'll see. These polls are a lot closer and actually Ben Shapiro had a well, I don't I don't know that it was Ben Shapiro, it was Daily Wire had a had a metric on how the polls were faring compared mm-hmm. to 2016 uh-huh the same yeah just the about same, the same yeah essentially you know give or take but it, it's maybe we might be in for another four years of trump what do you think about time. what do you think about what frank Luntz said this i think he said it today if not he said it yesterday he's like if the polls get it wrong this time around He's like, my profession is over with. Like, my profession is done because he's a pollster. Well, yeah, because think of it this way. I think the way that the left is looking at the polls and and the, the few people that are still looking at these trends, you've basically broken down the economics behind it and how it's literally missing with the numbers. It's like... It's like a, a Black Mirror episode, but if mm-hmm. the Black Mirror episode have people who actually think for themselves, this is what's happening. So you're seeing the divide. Yeah, I, I think not only that, but I think that that mainstream media, <laughs> they're going to be firing a lot of people or pivoting drastically because yeah. we're seeing the pivot now. Yeah, the mainstream media definitely. It's just I was wondering like what you thought about like the polling industry. Yeah, either, either you're going to have... T- they're going to have to, and that's the thing, I don't know exactly what goes into their metric. They're going to have to either change some stuff up drastically 
or that shit's dead. Like, no one trusts that. No one's going to look at that because you, you've been discredited to presidencies, basically. Yeah. You've been discredited. And it's like, that's that's very bad. And, and I'm going to be honest. When I look at the polls, it's like, it's something I consider. I'm like, okay. But it's not something that I like, oh, it's over. You know? Yeah. I, I th- what I, I tend to do is I'll ask people, oh, what do you think about this? This looks kind of bad. And then they give me my perspective. And then they give me the numbers. There was uh, the general election one that I showed you. Biden up 10. Mm-hmm. And then you were breaking down some of the swing states. And then how the general election would totally pivot more to the left anyway yeah because it accounts for the popular vote yeah so so it's but like even in that today rasmussen has trump up by one <laughs> yeah so so that's a scary notion for someone who's that that's their profession because it's like well you're gonna have to completely reevaluate all this numbers are numbers and that's fine but it's like it's like it's the same principle as like happiness and having money like you can have a lot of money and not be happy because happiness is like a journey. It's like a, there's a lot more things at play. Yeah, it's not play. really a destination, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I think people get that wrong because it's like, well, you don't really understand what brings happiness. Like, you just think that a Lamborghini brings happiness or you think that a lot of money, but yeah. do you have I, close I, friendships? Yeah, and I think you're you're onto something very key because, yeah, sure, you could ask about the economy. You could ask about COVID-19. You could ask about race relations. But what if in all of those things, they're not necessarily a huge issue for you? How many of these polls are asking about the culture war? How many of these polls are asking about the fact that Trump is eroding this PCS culture that maybe to some people that's their biggest issue? Because to me, it's not my biggest issue, but it's definitely up there. Like one of the things that I love about Trump is that the culture war is being fought. There is a culture war being fought and it needed to be fought for a very long time. How many polls? I bet you there's not one poll that has asked about that. You know what I'm saying? So when somebody answers, oh, well, like, yeah, in all of this, all of this, but my biggest thing is this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and it's, it's... How many of them are asking about lockdowns? You know what I'm saying? Because these lockdowns, these lockdowns were given to us and like more or less by force, this mask wearing for a lot of people is is more or less by force so there's some people that like they're like man you know what i don't i don't give a fuck none about trump but the fact that he ain't for the lockdowns is enough for me to like vote you know what i'm saying you're talking about the jewish community did you see that video where the police mm-hmm. there's jewish people having a gathering in, at their house mm-hmm. and the police saying there's too many people in that house yeah you are as a police officer, overstepping your fucking boundaries. What country is this? Yeah, yeah. What, is, what is this? Like, are they committing a crime? Yes or no? No, they're in the house. That's it. Goodbye. Good fucking bye. You don't see anyone saying to fund the police with that. And that's 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 a complete infringement. Yeah. Like, that cop had no reason to be there because when they were asking them, they're like, no, it's because you have too many people in there. What? Wild. What? So you're the government's puppet right now, and you do as they... No, no, that's... Now, that's scary. That's scary. Also, another thing we haven't even went over. Please, people, go to Joe Biden's website. Look at this, the the weapons section. They're coming after your guns. The buyback programs. Yeah. He, that, that's one that, thing... That's, we, a, that's another metric that is interesting you brought up yeah. that I don't see a lot of these polls addressing is the fact that so many people, since the looting and rioting took place, 
started to buy guns, if they felt the need to buy guns and they've taken the time out to learn about the guns, get their permits, get the weapon that they're going to get and 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 all of that stuff. And a, a lot of the data that has come out show that a lot of these people are first time gun owners. Yeah. They clearly f- feel the need to have one. So you being the party that has been touting the notion of taking guns away, how now does that fare for them? Because if they don't feel like they're being protected by the government, and the only thing that the government is saying is that they're going to take it away, do you really think they're going to vote for your party? Like there's all these other metrics, these intangibles that I don't really see a lot of these polls addressing. Yeah. So that's that's a whole nother thing. And, And it's things like, I'm not making this up. I... Just people go to the Joe Biden website, check out the, the the gun rights part, and it's like that's scary shit. It's in his website. I didn't write it. You didn't write it. They wrote it. Mm-hmm. It's there. They're coming after your guns. They want the buyback program, and that's the Second Amendment like infringement. So what what do you what do you do? Like this is not stuff we're making up. So a lot of this stuff is, I think. For many people, you're warranted to be scared of some some of this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like 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 imagine a lot of the the issues that he's been asked about. It, it, it's pretty scary. Like right, like court packing. That's just cheating. That's like you can't win by the rules, so you want to change the rules. Yeah, it's like mid NBA season. All right, well, there's a four four pointer. And let's not forget that he still has not answered that question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Which not. essentially in itself is an answer. Yeah. Like I'll like well, I'll use one of uh, our friend Big Baby's uh, famous uh, go tos. I'll take your non response as your response. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so it's like a lot of these things. It's like it's it's very hazy and it's like not something I feel comfortable with. Um, when asked on sixty minutes about being the most liberal senator. Kamala laughed it off. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I, I just feel like that's like something you should answer, yeah. not laugh. Maniacally, more than just answer. I think this warrants a discussion. Yeah, and 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 then when she laughs, laughs it off. I forgot who was interviewing her. Was this no? I don't, I don't remember who it was. She pressed. She's like, no, no, no. This has been verified that you were indeed one of the most, the biggest lefties, one of the most socialist, you know, centers. And she just has that like stone stone face. Like, did you not prepare? Did you think it was going to be softball? Well, because the media's on their side. Of yeah. course, she thought it was going to be softball. And it's like, well, Biden, Biden, in the midst of of all this this scandal with his son's laptop and not answering about court packing, and and just the various other things that he should be pressed on, that they asked him what flavor ice cream he got. When he went, you know what I'm saying? When you yeah. went to get like, like the media caught up with him, and this is what you all ask him. So of course she wasn't prepared. Like yeah. And it's CBS 60 Minutes. <laughs> yeah, she she didn't have to prepare. There's no reason to. They're on your side. Yeah, and that was like she hit a brick wall, and it was bad because it's you know, I would assume 60 Minutes is an older audience, so I don't think that you did well, and I think that. You should have probably prepared a little bit more, because you, you this is this ain't no social media where we're gonna talk about your chucks and your your Timberlands. Like no, they're asking you questions. But like you said, it's been su- such a softball 
uh, slew of questions that she just, it, it looked bad. And like, that's not something you can hide. Nervous laughter. And, and, and that, that, that's something that would turn me off. If I ask someone something, they laugh about his eye. Yeah. This motherfucker's a goofy. I'm out. Her unlikability is not something you can hide. Like, you know what I'm saying? I always, from the get-go, thought that she was a bad choice. And now, at this point, I would have just been... If I was Biden and you were going to go this left anyway, I would have gotten Elizabeth Warren because she's feisty. And she yeah. has an answer for everything. I, Even, I, and I would say she's smarter than Kamala Harris. Yeah. yeah. But I remember thinking back, I was like, man... Kamala Harris is who you would want, like being the Republican, you want her to be Joe Biden's running mate because <laughs> this is good. And like looking back on that, like I, I still think that holds because they don't have nothing. Like they just have COVID, COVID, COVID. Like that's all they have. And let me tell you, people are COVIDed out. Like, and, and I think a lot of people, Tim Pool tweeted something earlier today. And I, I think it's pretty telling and it's it's something that the mainstream media would never say. And I and I think this this is the reason why you listen to independent commentators. He said something along the lines of, I think there's a lot of people out there that want things to open up, but they don't want to admit it because they don't want to make it seem like they don't care about the people that might die. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you look at it from the real world perspective... I mean, a virus can't really be contained. I don't think it could be contained at this point. And not only that, we're at a place where if that's how it's going to go, how we're going to go forward, then we just got to protect the vulnerable and the rest have to carry on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Look at the lockdowns implemented in Italy. There's now COVID riots. They don't want lockdowns. They don't want lockdowns. And they were hurt badly. But they also understand that they got to live. I mean, I, I, and I think, yeah, you know, be careful but this is not something like that we haven't learned anything from covid that we didn't know from the flu in the sense that like and and getting a cold i've always been a person that when i shake people's hands or if i touch a lot of surfaces i wash my hands i wash my hands an immense amount of times therefore my whole life i've rarely gotten the flu and occasionally gotten the cold because I don't touch my face a lot. So when the COVID metrics come out and they say, oh, well, you should wash your hands, distance, this and that, wear the mask, just do it. And if you don't want to, I mean, that's your prerogative. That's it. fine. That's cool. But it's not that complicated. All this mask wearing and the numbers are going up. So then what does that say too? Everyone's wearing, when I go out and I go to the, to the store, everyone has a mask on. So... Why is everyone getting it still? No one's ever asked that question. Mm-hmm. So it, a lot of the things, it's like sometimes you just have to be realistic. And and I think that from what, what your comments were, is like people are being realistic about it. I think people maybe not don't want to admit it, but I, I think people are ready to go to work, ready to live a normal life, and take the risk themselves. You're an individual. You take the risk yourself. Yeah, they don't want to admit it because we live in this society where – if you say something, you're a racist. If you say something, you're heartless. If you say something, you don't care. And that's just, and that's part of the culture war that Trump is fighting. Um, before we close out this episode, I just wanted to say that this is obviously like our last episode before election day. The next episode that you get from us will be election day. And by that point, uh, many people would have voted. 
um, you know, or, you know, you might be so busy that day that our election day episode, you get it after election day or you listen to it after election day. So I didn't know if like what I was going to say, it was good to say now or to say on the election day episode, but I decided to say it now as we are eight days away from the election as we record this and seven days away from the election as you listen to this. But uh, I would never tell anybody who to vote for. Uh, I think that's one of the awesome things about being in this country is we don't have anybody telling us who to vote for. Uh, our life experiences, the things that we believe in, the, the future that we want to have more or less determine who we're going to vote for and the policies that we want to vote in and see enacted. But what I will say is this. We've seen data from Gallup that says that 56% of people feel like their life is better now, even in the midst of a pandemic, than it was four years ago. And I don't know if that speaks to everybody, um, like the people that are currently listening to this or what their situation currently is. But as I look around, I see that. And from people that are close to me and even people that aren't close to me and for my own personal life. And if that is the case, remember something that I think is very important. At a time where things were doing good, Let's go back to when the impeachment was taking place, the impeachment of the president. At a time where things were going good, the powers that be decided that that was the time to impeach this guy. At a time where wages were going up, gas prices were going down, people were making moves, people were doing very good. The government elites in the House and people that want to see Donald Trump destroyed decided, oh, well, now is the time to impeach him, regardless of what he's doing for the people or, or how people feel or what's working for them. They decided that they wanted to do this. I think that speaks a lot. I think that speaks volumes about like where we're at right now and where we could be depending on how this election goes. Another thing, this power grab that we saw from a lot of leftist governments in terms of state lockdowns because of COVID, never mind your business, never mind your future, never mind what you rely on. And then what's sold in place of your freedom are these remedies of things being fixed through government channels. Because if you think about what Biden is offering, everything is being channeled through the government. I don't know where a lot of our listeners live. I don't know the type of lifestyles they live, but I'll tell you one thing. I am from the inner city of Chicago, and I know what it's like to be in an environment that is totally 100% subsidized by the government. And let me tell you, it is shit. It is not something you want. The government got food from the government, school from the government, life from the government, that is what the establishment is offering you. That is what career, long, lifelong politicians are offering you. That is what the, that is the status quo. And on the other hand, what you're getting from Trump is an imperfect man, but a candidate who is saying, well, 
Never mind what the government can do for you. Fuck, never even mind what I can do for you. Let me just clear the way so you could do what you're going to do for yourself. And let me tell you, what you do for yourself is way better than what the government can offer you. A reliance on the individual, a reliance on community, a reliance on deregulation, a reliance on less taxes, and on a reliance on true knowledge. Not knowledge from the elite, smug people that went to a college classroom and think they're an expert on everything in life and will be quick to say, oh, well, I have this sort of degree and I have this sort of degree. But when you really break down their knowledge on what's going on in the world, they have nothing of substance to say about it. Like those are the people that want to make decisions for you. So just keep that in mind as we go forward. And remember, no matter what happens on election day, the fire has already been lit. The fire has already been given to the people and the wheels aren't going to stop. So if we see a loss on election day, we'll see what happens in two years and the fighting will continue in two years in the midterms. And then in, in two years after that, we'll see what happens in that presidential election. And you keep fighting, you keep growing. You stay in touch, you stay in tune with what's important and what's going on and the freedom and the prosperity and the up mobility that you want to fight for. And if there is a win a week from now, still don't get complacent because there's a lot more that needs to be done. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to say that to everybody because... I think it's important and, you know, election day is going to be very chaotic. So I understand if people don't get to listen to the episode on election day, I don't understand you not listening to the episode at all. You better listen to it. But, (laughs) but, um, but I understand if you can't listen to it on election day, thank you guys so much for listening and sharing and being part of this. This has been quite the journey and this journey, this particular chapter of of this podcast is essentially closing because we've covered the election so much yeah that like next week is that's it like we've yeah. like after next week essentially we're kind of going back to like our normal yeah. subject matter and everything like that and it's just it's it's wild it's been a wild ride yep on, uh, we're gonna go back to cocaine and hookers. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's waiting. I, I've been waiting so long to get back to it. <laughs> I can finally get back to it. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Remember to share us on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple, Google. Check out our music on any uh, mainstream music platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging with Apes. We'll see you guys next week. Good luck. Happy election. We're out. Peace. Peace.